The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who go on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Tuesday. Let's call it a Tuesday Friday, what I mean by that. Friday's maybe my favorite day of the week. Um, and I'd say Saturday was a close second. Uh, but that's those days where you know you don't, ha- you don't have to do anything the next day. Me, it'll probably be golfing that day or it'll probably be golfing the next day, which would be Saturday. But today is Tuesday. It is a Tuesday, Friday for me. Kwame Lashida Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Don't forget about Valentine's Day this Friday. Don't forget about your loved ones. Uh, you can call your personal floral concierge. That's Karen Crawford. The number to that is 480-603-ROSE. And since you don't have time to figure out the numbers to ROSE, it is 480-603-7673. Karen Crawford, uh, we've linked up our websites. Uh, she's definitely put me on her website, the Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk. I'm sorry, the Kwame Lassiter Foundation. She, she's we on the website and a percentage of the proceeds will go to the foundation, and we get to do a lot of things like book drives, uh, you know, sickle cell patients taking trips, uh, donating to uh, hospitals, um, a lot of things like that. So we appreciate her doing that. It is Valentine's Day weekend, so don't forget to go out, reach out to her, check out the website uh, for your flower arrangements, any oca- um, occasions, uh, weddings. So it's just not Valentine's. It's all year long. So let's, I want to make that clear. God's Garden's Treasure. God's Garden's Treasure. You can go check out the website. Again, the number is 480-603-7673. That's Karen Crawford. They were on the show last week. Um, I forgot to ask them about sports. What was their favorite sports uh, that they played? I know her her husband talks about like sports and talk sports, so we got to get him in the studio at some point. Also, don't forget about Amber uh, with Sugar Rush, Custom Treats, Cakes and Treats. Another great Valentine's gift. Uh, so I don't know which way I'm going to go as far as Valentine's, what I'm going to do. Um, I know my grandmother's sick, so I definitely got to send her some. I may have some flowers sent to her. Uh, may have to do that through my barter works, which uh, Lori Dancer owns, and I'm a part of that. So I got my hands in a lot of things, uh, a lot of good people around me. Again, that was um, Lori Dancer with Barter Works, uh, Amber um, with the Sugar Rush, Custom Cakes and Treats. And Karen Crawford with the Garden God's Garden Treasure. You can go to the website, God's Garden Treasure.biz. The number is one more time, 480-603-7673. Welcome to the show, Alex Clancy. Yo. Je- you all right? Yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm good, man. All right. Which took you a long time to smoke that uh I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Thank you. Hey, we I was just Throwing out some stuff, but uh, yeah. no, we got a lot Hard to talk orders. about. Man, I coming in, I had to stop for gas again. I think I put one hundred and twenty dollars of gas in my car or truck 
a week. You should get a Focus. 40 miles a gallon. I should get a driver. Yeah, you should. I'm not doing it like that, though. Yeah, I can never see myself with a driver. I like Unless I'm out Because you're a control freak? No. Well, no. <laughs> no, I'm actually not a control not. I'm not. That's a good question. Uh, that I was, never, that I wasn't accusatory. I was just curious. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Kevin uh, Gassman, he bought us some uh, Phoenix Coyotes. Pacific Division champions. How That's 2011, 2012. Which you, you don't want it. I'll take it. I want it. Okay. I don't, you sound like he's being sarcastic. Is this a high school team, Kev? I don't know. Is this does your the Phoenix Coyotes, boy? <laughs> Look, just just this was not last year. This was two years ago. Uh, remember the shortened season we had last year mm-hmm. through the lockout and everything. We couldn't get it together as far as hockey was concerned. But we're back in business. Uh, if you're in the valley, let me say this and get this out, Alex. Okay. If you're in the valley, I know there's a lot of transplants here, and there was a hockey game the other day when the Chicago Blackhawks came here. So many Chicago fans here, but you live here. I know people come here because of the warm weather. But you got to root for your home teams, not your favorite team. I know you are San Diego. So, fan. so what constitutes a home team? Where you live right there? Where you live right or, now? Or, or where you grew up for most of your I'm life? I'm from Virginia. I mean, you could say Washington Redskins, uh, they, Northern Virginia. I was always a Dallas Cowboy fan. So, uh, so you're. I'm, I'm, can you not finish? Uh, well, <laughs> yes. Okay. Please. But as I got older. As I got older, I started liking the home teams. Oh, because I've been in different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to Kansas school, I started watching the Chiefs. I started rooting for the home team. Uh, I have my favorite teams. I have my, but then I started going to favorite players on those teams and different teams. But you know, root for the root for the Arizona Cardinals. We try a bit of one of the first teams. I, I need to do the research on this. One of the first teams that host the Super Bowl and get to play in the Super Bowl in the same year. Yeah, there there were a couple that were close. I think there was one all time, and then the Forty ers uh, went to the Super Bowl and they uh, they played in Santa Clara or something. So it was close, but it wasn't in their home stadium. Kevin, I said. know we did. I saw it. <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> but Rufo, which I didn't even hear. I was reading. With Kevin, yeah, that's so. okay. That's okay. Now we do have a lot to talk about. One Don't of, go February nineteenth to the Tempe Improv. How about that, Kev? February 19th, <laughs> Tempe Improv. Our Kevin Gasman will be there for a five to seven minute. Give it, Kevin, give us a joke right now. Or you want to save him for the show? Okay, I, I ain't mad at that. I'm with that. Well, you know Kwame's not going to pay for it if, he, if he's going to go, right? I'm, he, I'm just going to say I know Kevin. Yeah, he's going to go get in free. Me too. That's going to be good. Yeah, so, so Kevin, it's, a, uh, it's the Arizona's best comic. It's a competition. Uh, yeah, check it out. This is this guy's a really funny guy when he's not even trying. So I hope that uh, he's actually he is funny. I'm though, talking right? about his wardrobe. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I love it, Kev. Um, yeah, but check him out. He's a really funny guy. I've heard really good things about him. So uh, check him out. Well, I, I know what I'll be there February 19th, Tempe Improv. Me too. So we, we're definitely going to show our support. All right, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, more so when we left off, you want to talk more Kerry Rose. He was oh frustrated. Oh, my gracious. He was frustrated no. at the time was running out. Not so much. Yeah, well, because it's such an intriguing conversation about homosexuality in, in professional sports. It is. It, because, I know it is. And mainly so the physical sports. Not so much if you were playing tennis or whatever. It, it wouldn't be a big deal. Because in tennis, who we had uh, Billie Jean. Was it Billie Jean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Martina Navratilova. Came out. Um, yeah. And that's what it was. And then it became such a problem, uh, issue then, not so much a problem, became an issue then that it had, we had the male against female. Billie Jean King ended up beating the male playing tennis. Um, just there's no difference, just my preference. So um, with this being football and more of an issue, 
of, of the physicalness of the sport and somebody that's coming out openly being gay for the first time going into the draft, a young man, uh, probably 22 to 23. 24. 24 yeah, he's years old. a little bit older. Yeah, he graduated, yeah. He, 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 he's on my program when I came in the league. Um, huh? <laughs> he's yeah, on my really? age program. Really? But, uh, but you know, he, he's he's balling out there in, in Missouri, defense, co-defensive player of the year at the SEC conference. And I can't understand why he would not be a first-round player because he plays. And, 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 and you may say he's a, twi- a tweener. By tweener listeners, that is a defensive line. In his his position, it could be a defensive end or an outside linebacker. But I think he could do both. Well, I mean, and that's going to come down to his 40 time. I mean, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. We need to see how fast he is because he's big. Well, So if he plays in a 3-4 and he can run, what what would be a good 40 for him? A 4-5? I don't even think it's a the 4-6? 40. I think it's the shuttle drills, the quick stuff. Because okay. cause where he's coming from... He has to get to the quarterback and around the offensive the offensive tackle real quick. It's the footwork and it's the speed. Footwork, speed, the core work, the balance. That's why a lot of these guys, when they get out of college, they go to these places like Athletes Performance, who's probably uh, XO Performance, uh, core performance now. Um, they go places like this to train and get guys uh, and work on the things that they're going to be uh, trained on, like the combines coming up soon. So what I was doing with, uh, over at API, Athletes Performance, uh, who's changing their name to EXO or something like that? But I, I work skill specifics with them. I work on the uh, the things they're going to be doing in the in the combines or in the draft, or not in the draft, but in the combines and on their pro days. So you're doing this even though you hate the combine. You think it's to, for a lot of people right. like um, it. Not so much because running backs and receivers, that's fine. You need to test their speed, I guess, in, in a vacuum. But you said that you, running a forty yard dash. I mean, you've said over and over and over again that linebackers shouldn't need to run that because when are you ever going to run 40 yards for... Linemen, linemen. So linemen should Yeah, linemen shouldn't have to run it. I watch guys... So I in watch, this situation, what is he... I mean, how does... But he's a he's a lineman coming off the end, and and that's more... To me, that's more predicated off his shuttle time, mm-hmm. his quick stuff, but he's also a linebacker possibly in somebody's system, 3-4 system, that if you put him down in that three four system as the lineman, he might get clogged up in there because I think he's about six foot tall. Yeah, maybe six foot three fours. But that that doesn't stop a man from his passion, determination, and being able to play the game, um, knowledge of the game. Because look at um, Mathis over in Indianapolis, plays at a high level, high high level, probably a Hall of Famer. Um, where he goes in the ballot wise as a Hall of Famer, but he will be. But He's in a tough class, but my, he is. With, all, with you know, I mean, even Pat, well, Patrick Willis only has five five years left. But, yeah, but I mean, he, Ray Matt, Lewis. Matt I mean, be out this him. was the year. This was the generation of middle linebackers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Erlacher, London Fletcher still playing. I think he's middle linebacker or outside. Um, and uh, and and Ray Lewis obviously will be a first balloter. Um, you need to be cerebral. You need to, as you said, have an intense, extreme, meticulous knowledge of the game to play linebacker. Here's where these guys uh, make a mistake. The guys who failed and with so much talent, they forget to keep learning about the game. They 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 end up being the same guy they were the year before, and you can't be that in the NFL because there's a draft every year. Not so much. I hate the draft. I just think some of the stuff they do doesn't warrant that position. I don't I don't know when an offensive lineman. Defensive lineman will have to run forty yards. Now, defensively, we do teach <laughs> Alabama up, did. Yeah, get on, up, on the missed field goal, they well, they could have used a forty time there when Alabama ran it back. But you know who's on that field at that point? You got the big, big boys. Guys, you got the big guys on that field, and you got one special team uh, returner <laughs> that can outrun all of them if they relay raced them. Yeah. Uh, but if they they forget to be to learn the game, so it's, I don't say when the combines that I hate it so much. I think certain positions shouldn't have to do certain things. Like our offensive lineman's not running forty yards. Now we do teach defensively. Get upfield and run back forty yards because you never know when that ball is coming out or who's going to make that play. 
defensively, we always want to be around the ball. You see more, you see more offensive guys walking during football games than you do defensively, and you see a better defense at that point. So back to Michael Sam and the homosexuality <laughs> thing. Chris Culliver, uh, the defensive back for San Francisco, came out last year with all we don't want none of that. Uh, I, I forget the exact quote he said: soft stuff, yeah, he's, uh, he's sugary a, stuff, something like that. He said he's a bozo. So this is all the things with all of the support he's gotten. That kid came out and said, "I don't like it." Pretty much, he he lives in San Francisco. I mean, that's a very liberal liberal part of the country. And and I mean he's a starter for them. So I mean it's by a liberal. There's a lot of uh, there's a, a huge gay community, yeah, a I gay mean, population in um in San Francisco. Yeah. And for him to say something like that, I, I there's a lot of guys. That's just 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 to go to tell you that there's a lot of guys out there that thinks that, but he probably just had to say it. And when with all the things Michael Sam been through as far as family things, and we talked mm-hmm. about that yeah. la- yesterday, well, coming out was probably the easiest thing he could do. Maybe. I mean that that's easy for yeah I mean that we don't know yeah well what he's been through and that and that family death uh, the things he and his uh, sister had to do his yeah me being but it could be difficult it could be difficult you're right because now he's going into a sport was physical the he's physical gonna be on the national stage for his whole be. career yeah so uh, it, I, I think um no I think once he play football once he get on the football field nobody really thinks about that right and again the Manti Teo thing I know it's not the same I understand it's not the same we're not talking about the same uh, genre of topic but Manti Teo nobody's nobody's uh, said anything about that since and and you know it's funny that an agent came out and said the Chargers would be a great fit for him I and, thought so too and, but here's the thing about the Chargers or, really or quick, Oakland this is a double-edged sword for the Chargers now they're the nice franchise you know, we'll take because they're very easy breezy there. They played really well towards the end of the year this year, but they have a stigma of just being a lackadaisical team. They have all the talent, supreme talent, but they don't have that killer drive to get further. I mean, they're they're not a they're a resort city. You would think um, that's a good way to put it. You would think um, places like San Diego, places like Arizona, guys would love to come, uh, but it's more so when you got when you playing this game. The ultimate thing is winning games and winning championships, and then guys start thinking about their money. Uh, that's when you have a great team. And San Diego, that is a good way to put it as far as being a resort city, a resort football city. Um, they don't start off fast, but they always finish strong. If they can find someone over there who, who I thought it might be North Turner, but we know North Turner as far as a head coach, he's he's average, but as an officer, no, I'm just saying, yeah. but as a um, officer coordinator, he's a genius. He's the greatest. Uh, and he's I'm a, a bonehead no- for leaving Cleveland. And I'm a no Turner. I don't think so. I'm a no. I'm a no Turner. Going to Minnesota, you think that's better? I think it's a lateral move to move up. We we, we already know that, that he's he not going to be a head like- coach right there. You got to take lateral moves. If you left here and went to an, uh, a um, another radio station, you'd be going down or lateral. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, or you, or up. You'd be going I mean, down. Who knows? You'd be I, going I, you down. Know, who knows? You'd I, I have a Phoenix down. Coyotes banner now. I'm 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 a big deal. You wouldn't get to talk to Kevin anyway. But no Turner. Look, I don't think that's a bad move as far as him leaving Cleveland. Look what's happening in Cleveland now. They're about to lose their GM. They just did. They just did. And they're about to lose the, uh, who's the president or something in about two more months. And their owner is a Ravens fan or a Steelers fan. So who, who the hell, I mean, who knows? Yeah, well. Okay, so anyways, I think that with San Diego, that little stigma, I mean, he'd be great. You know what? Manny Taylor is a great defender. Who? Manti Teo. And, and if he continues to learn his craft, he's going to get better and better and better. And I think that Michael Sam, he already has 
what a lot of people need to get into the NFL. He's got size, he's got speed, and he's so intelligent on the football field and off. Like like uh, Man Tateo, I think Michael Sam's did the right thing coming out now, getting out in front of it, not not doing it once he got drafted. And then it's a whole other story. No, nobody's really ready for it. So what man tell tell what I think happened in that situation that he didn't want anybody to think he was uh, gay, whether he is not. That's who. That's his thing. He has to deal with. So he created an imaginary girlfriend. I I don't know. That is not fact. So I'm just I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to build a story. Build a you know how the police officers, homicide detectives they. They walk into a scene, they say, well, let me figure out what happened right here. I'm trying to figure out what happened with that scene that Mantatel had. And then he had so much going on, they couldn't play in the national championship game. They destroyed him. He got exposed. But we're not hearing anything about that anymore unless something like Man- Michael Sam comes. Because it wasn't exactly, a big Because he can with. play football. Right. He can play football. We're not hearing about that. He got out in front of it. It's over. It's done. Now he's on a football field. Uh, so no one's thinking about that. No, Unless something like Michael Sam comes up. And that's going to be somebody after Michael Sam. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I, I hope that this is that this is breaking the mold, breaking the glass ceiling. Mm. Now, the people that are playing with him, um, the teammates, the guys they're playing against, are not the people that are going to be drafting him. So when you have the older generation of people that are going to be drafting, like the owners, GMs, you know, front office people, do you think that there is going to be more of an issue with? with him being gay than the actual players themselves. Well, the players. Because they grew up in a different generation. Do you think – I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just curious as to as to where it's going to go in that regard. The players don't have a choice. They, there's only probably a selected few, a handful of players in this day and time where when uh, when management and, and coaches start drafting players, they bring a guy. Like if the Cardinals were going to draft a quarterback, they would bring Larry, Larry yeah, Fitzgerald into yes. that meeting. Yes. Um, but there's only a handful of players that can control who comes to that team so much, so much so where the rest of the players, the rest of the team don't have that type of control. So whomever comes into that locker room, they have to deal with it. Everybody's from a different background. So it, it may be, uh, well, that wasn't in my neighborhood or i never expo- been exposed to it. i never been around it, so I don't know how to act. What would bother me the most if you don't, you've never been exposed to it and don't know how to act to it, don't act in a negative way. Find out more about it. Maybe talk to some, some to the guy. Um, a lot of people start making judgments right away. They prejudge right away instead of, let me find out what, what's this about. And I, and I made this comment yesterday that he's homosexual, he's gay. He, 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 know who, he don't want to. He want to play football. Yeah. He's not looking at the guys uh, in the locker room. I, I wouldn't think he would. I, wouldn't, I think he – I don't even know if I played with anybody like that. I didn't know because it, when I played, guys didn't come out like that. And maybe other guys speculated that, oh, he was. And maybe we told jokes um, like that, but we didn't know. It was just we was ignorant to the whole situation of being homosexual, uh, whether a male or female. And I always say this, too, uh, jokingly. If, if a man is homosexual, I don't not nah, Wait a minute. I don't always say this, but I always hear this. I was saying tread yeah, lightly, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always say this. Let me let me uh, re- recount that. <laughs> But it, it, I, I always hear this among guys. A homosexual guys is nasty. Two homosexual girls are not. They both homosexual. It's just what your mind is. Uh, Media. Yeah, what's your mind willing to accept? And, and it's crazy about that's how it is. Now I hope he, I hope he gets drafted for the right reasons. And and what I mean by that is I hope that well, it's not going to be 
a let's bring Tim Tebow to Jacksonville as like as like you know I I've called him the court jester. People look at him like that. I don't want this to be like I hope and personally this is nothing because I don't know this man personally. I don't know Jerry Jones personally, but what a more perfect place than the biggest show on earth, Dallas Cowboys drafting the first openly gay athlete, like first openly gay NFL player or potentially because we don't know if he's going to get drafted yet. He better like, get drafted. I, but no, to ask no, you to make no, a, a comment on that, to I don't point. want that to because he, they're going to be right there. They're going to be mid first round, mid second round. I think they have all their picks this year, and I don't want him to go there. I want him to go to a smash mouth SEC type style defense where he can flourish. I wish he can go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, where he can play aggressive yeah. football. Browns anywhere in the and, north and nobody in the AFC North and nobody thinks about well this guy. He was the story about him that he was gay, but look how he plays football. So that's why when you say I hope he doesn't get drafted, I hope he gets drafted for the right reason right. and that's football. Yeah, and I hope he doesn't not get drafted because. You think that's going to be a problem? Do you think for your the Cardinals team? could use them? I think the Cardinals the are fine. SEC, well, you think on defense? I think I the Cardinals think, are fine because <laughs> I'm curious about how they're going to draft. I know we're going all over the place. Well, but so is our show. Go. Yeah. Um, I think the Cardinals. If okay, say I think that personally, I think they need to go get Chris Johnson. That's me. Pay him. See see if he can come. Take a little bit of a pay cut from what he thinks he deserves to be on a winning team in Tennessee. Bring him. To Arizona. Chris he's, Johnson he's, in Tennessee. He's done at the end of next year, yes. You don't think that that electric player would look sexy in a Cardinals uniform? I don't know you about his sexy appeal, but so, I think so, he, I like no, him. I'm saying like that would be out of the backfield. That would elongate Carson Palmer's career probably by a year, if not two years, to be able to dump off. He's still got speed. He just he, he thinks he's better than he is. He is he better than he is. He, he, he still he played thinks, with a knee, sir. He played with a, a torn meniscus all last right. year. Well, and that came out later. He, he thinks... That he's still his seventeen hundred yard season five years ago, which That's he's never not. Happen again. Which he's not. But he can still be a thousand yard rusher. It's not. The, what is that? What is that average? Like sixty 64? yards? Yeah, sixty four yards, yards a game. I mean, he could get that on the ground, get thirty in the air, get thirty out of the backfield. So, having said that, defense. If they draft defense, because St. Louis has the number two pick overall, they're going to draft Jadavian Clowney if he's there. So that defense is now jumped up. Immeasurably, you have San Francisco and Seattle, two of the top what four defenses in the NFL. So you might have three top ten defenses in your conference. So you need to draft defense, in my opinion, if you're the Cardinals, to match up to that. You can't draft an offensive player and try to have well, your offense beat that defense. Look at how it what happened with the Broncos. You have to win in your own division first, and I, and I believe this is going to be the toughest division in football. No questions asked. Strategic moves when you come when it comes to the draft because you got a guy like Davian Clowney that the St. Louis Rams would probably get, and it would make much sense. But if the Cardinals could get him, which no way they can. Um, well, I wouldn't say no they, way. They, it, have, to be trade up. they, have, they to have to get, trade up like crazy. They will have to give away a lot of money, but I don't want to affect the future trying to win right now. That's not the team. Unless, so they can drop the quarterback too? No, no. Build, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It's, 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 I'm intrigued. You're I'm not trying to win now with Carson Palmer. You're trying well, to win they, for the future. Well, they're winning right now. Cardinals are winning. Cardinals are winning football games. They, didn't make the, they may as well have gone to – no, no, no. That, never mind. I take that back. Never you mind. definitely – yeah. Never mind. Okay. I got it. I'm good. I know, when to, I know when to shut myself up. No, but I know what you were about to say, and I know what you mean when you about it. They might as well go 0-16 and, and be 10-6. and 6. They didn't make the playoffs. You Don't forget about the mentality. I, I, know I understand. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. I got it. 
We got um we got Deborah Debrio. Oh, perfect time to ask her. This is awesome. Deborah. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? What's up, girl? I'm doing all right. That's good. That's good. Alex want to ask you something. No. Yeah. Um why are you not I in the studio today? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I know why. Um so so give me your take. We haven't talked to you about this at all. We've talked about it for two shows now. What do you think about um Michael Sam? Like what do you what do you think about the the timing two and a half months before the draft? And what do you think about what's gonna, how it's going to affect the draft, if at all? Mentally, uh, first mentally. of all, I think the timing is exquisite, and, and here's why. Um, it's going to come out sooner or later, especially when the rest of his team um, already knows. So at some point it was going to get leaked. Um, whether somebody wanted to or not, it's just going to happen. So for him to come out with it now gives an opportunity for the discussion to take place and hopefully calm down before it gets to the actual draft so people have a time to get used to it because it was such, for some people, it was such a blow of um, new and different that all of a sudden, oh, shit, we've talked about this, but now it's real. Now this is something we're going to have to deal with. Uh, So I think the timing was good to hopefully allow things to calm down a little bit and people to get used to the idea and have some conversations around it. Um, will it affect the draft? Of course it will. Uh, people are human. And there's what does some that mean? Old, pardon? What does that mean? Well, meaning that there's some old school people who have old school ideas who are still going to um, look at someone who has different preferences than uh, what they assume the rest of the team has and they're going to uh, not want to have that person in the locker room just because of the publicity and everything else, as well as their own um, prejudices. So will it affect it? Yes, in some way. Should it? Absolutely not. Um, The question becomes, you know, some players are coming out and saying, you know, not a big deal as long as the guy, any guy, anybody that can perform on the field, that's that's all I'm looking for. and there's a difference between saying it and actually behaving like it when you're in your peer group, when you're in the pack, you know, in the locker room. So um, it shouldn't affect it, just like any other, you know, ethnic group or um, religion, you know, faith or any of those other things, and it will. Does this, does this put him in a position of power now? Is this a power play to do it when he did? Oh, I don't think it's a power play at all. I think it's some. I think it's a young man who knows who he is. Has in in some way tested the waters, meaning by letting his team, his college team, know uh, at the beginning of the season. And what it did, in my estimation, anyway, is it allowed those players who knew him as a person already to now say, "Oh, okay, well." That's different and uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, because I, they it, what, knew him. Where now he's going into a situation where a lot of these people they don't know him as a human being. Yeah, so it, they may make judgment first and then get to know him later. Where the reality is, if they get to know him, then the judgment part would go away. Yeah, I mean, it it did come out that I mean, I, I think he's dating another athlete at Missouri. I, not not a football player, but um, another sports well, another a, athlete a swimmer. I think I, I'm not sure. I I, I didn't know that. Um, and then, I mean, they, and we talked about this yesterday, it was reported that, you know, they sat around in a circle, tell us something about you and tell us something you don't know. Everybody seemingly knew that he was, but they were so happy that he, he felt, you know, he trusted his teammates enough to come out and say, you know, yeah, I'm gay. I mean, that, okay. 
I, I, let, let, let's go practice now. Because I mean, it's, it's, not, such a, it's such a touchy subject. Even if you know, you don't want to go up to a guy and say, are you gay? Right. Uh, so so it was great that he came out. And those guys already knew. So they were just waiting for him. And you got to let people do big things like that, sensitive things like that on their own time. Right. And, 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 and what, I, what I meant by power play was kind of hedging his bet in regard that that – Everybody's going to know way earlier than I'm not going to make myself. I mean, because it, it's not a spectacle, but in our immediate day and age, it is. Um, he's going to. He says it a week before in in a in a post combine interview or something that he's gay. I mean, it, it would be magnetized. I mean, not magnetized. It would be uh, magnified so much more if it was closer to the draft, in my opinion. So I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was perfect timing, and I mean, it's perfect timing anytime. So yeah, oh yeah. All right, well, well let's yeah, do this. Oh, De- Deborah, we're gonna take a break. He said he stated, "This is who I am." Period. Okay. You know, basically, well, like it, don't like it, don't care. This is who I am, which is really the way we should all look at things. Let's take a um, quick break, Deborah. We we come back yeah, with you. We come back with you on that. We will take a quick break. Don't forget Valentine's Day weekend. Don't forget uh, Sugar Rush custom cakes and treats. Uh, don't forget to go down to Armadillo Grill and uh, eat down on Camelback, 19th Street, Barterworks. God's God and Treasure over there with Karen uh, Crawford from Last Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deborah's on the line. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports welcome back to the show part of the sports talk don't forget kevin gasman will be at the tempe improv february 19th uh we will be there show up to support seven o'clock seven o'clock i'll be there that's when it starts don't they have a food and uh drinks in there (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. I believe they do. Chicken fingers are killer. Chicken fingers. Yeah, they're do so Do I look good. like I eat chicken fingers? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, I do. Maybe grilled. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how in shape you're trying to keep yourself. <laughs> no, man, I feel like I'm gaining weight, but I'm on my isogenics. I didn't want to say anything. Whatever. <laughs> I'm on my isogenics, so go to my isogenic page. Y'all want to make some money? Y'all want to stay healthy? Quorum Lasseter. Is uh, Junior still doing that herbal supplement stuff? Junior's doing limitless. Yeah, right. Yeah. Isn't that herbal? It, aren't they herbal supplements? Uh, you got to ask Junior. I already asked him. Okay, well, then you asking me. All right, welcome back to the show. Deborah DeBreeze on the line. We got Alex Clancy in the studio. We're talking about we're talking about everything. We're across the board with everything. Uh, but the main subject right now is Michael Sam, Missouri, <laughs> Missouri <laughs> defensive end, Missouri linebacker, openly get first guy, first gay guy going into the uh, NFL draft. Historical. Well, first one we know about. Ex- well, yeah. first openly, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, there was, I'm sure there's, there was a lot. I mean, a lot of guys came out afterwards because because of the sport itself. It's a it's a male dominant sport. It's physical, um, so they some guys just feel like <clears throat> there's no room for that or what the backlash may be. We we talked yesterday on the show about guys um, coming out and then they no longer have a job. I even took it further into the business world. I said you could come out in the business world and football is a business, but like. TV, what, what was the guy you know? Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Cooper. Oh, right. Don't, don't exactly. I like, don't I like, <laughs> Alex, was, don't I like, you I know, knew that. Your no, girlfriend told you, told nope. us. No, I'm anyway. taking full credit. My, my sources are my Well, guys sources. like Anderson Cooper come out, and it seems like they get a raise into what they're doing. They get, they get more spotlight. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, who's one of my favorites, you look at her, you just start laughing. Like she people knows. like that, she yeah she. Well, and that's the thing. I think when you're in the spot like that, like that, when um, they're already liked as a person, they're liked for the quality of what they bring to their, you know, the station, you know, or whatever they're doing, the TV shows, her, her for her, her comedy acts, and you know everything that she's doing on the air and off the air. Then we like them already. So when they come out, it's again, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I have two questions. Uh, one. And, and they're not, I mean, they're about this, but they're not uh, linked. One, will this affect positively or negatively sponsors for him, number one? And number two, is he now forced, not forced, but gently pushed towards being a spokesperson for the gay community just because he's the first one that came out? What if he just wants to play football and just wants to be himself? You know, Deborah, we've talked about this so many times and had great arguments about it and call me that, that just because you're... A professional athlete doesn't make you a role model. It doesn't. Right. You're not. You you don't sign in your contract. Hey, be a role model. You know. You, uh, everybody's going to watch you. So you know. Uh, but a lot live, of a live lot your of, life correctly. A lot of cowards or, and a lot of bozos and idiots, as I call them, they like to think you are, and they won't take the time to raise their own kids. So when you're not doing that, and your kids watching more TV, he's he he'd rather do. What that athlete is doing on TV and getting in trouble, or if you're not doing that, he'd rather do what that gang member uh, influence him to do outside. But you're not a role model. you got to take the time. You do have some responsibilities, but you do have to take the time to raise your own kids. Well, you have responsibilities like you do if you just work at the, at the corner store. Don't, don't be an idiot. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much it, and you're just – it's just magnetized again. I use um, magnified. magnified. Kwame, listen, Anderson Cooper, I got it. Magnified <laughs> because you're obviously in the public eye all the time. So I'm going to ask you, Deborah, in a succinct way. Do you think that he needs to be a spokesperson for the gay community? Not because, if he don't want to. Well, I understand, but do, you, but do you think he has an obligation because he's now say he gets drafted because a moral obligation because he's in the public eye in the NFL in the NFL that he should be. A spokesperson. Okay, so my thoughts... Or an advocate, I should say. A spokesperson or an advocate. My thoughts on two levels. Number one, going back to the sponsorship. 
excuse me, could he have more sponsorship because he's come out as gay? Absolutely. Any smart business person would jump all over that because there are so many people in our community who are gay and support gay rights, you know, um, that it would draw more people into whatever brand that he might sponsor. Now, from his side of things, so that's from the business side, from his side of things, as with anybody, they have to look at it and say, do I really believe in this? Is that really something I want to put my name on? If we go back to being a spokesperson for gay and gay rights and those type of things, my thoughts, again, are just, you know, when he makes the choices that are right for him as a human being, he is a spokesperson. I don't know that he has to come out and, you know, be just the person for that. I think if he went into any situation and was himself, I mean, he's a big-ass dude who plays a, a bad, you know, badass position, excuse the language, but he does. Um, you know, so he's already breaking the stereotypes of what some people think whenever you say the words gay, and especially, you know, a man who's gay, they don't have a, you know, they don't look at someone like him and go, oh, yeah, he must be. Um, so I think just by him making smart choices for himself as to where he wants to put his name, and it could include some things around gay rights, um, then he's already a spokesperson. Kwame, what do you think? Now, I think he... Um what he better do is take care of the um, NFL combines, get into the drive, get to a team where he can get out in front of this as he's already done, um, where you have too much to prepare for and let the media – the media just want to tell a story. What do, what do I really care that he has a different preference than I have? The guy can play football. I want him on my team. I don't shun away from anybody anyway. So you know how, who I am, how I am. Now I know who you are and how you are. That don't that doesn't make mean that we can't cross paths. And a lot of I'm getting a lot I get a lot of texts to say, well, what about the shower scene? I'm like, I'll take a shower anywhere. Uh, I I've probably taken a shower in front of somebody like that before who didn't come out. I don't know. Um, but I think as far as his marketing, it's all about marketing. But the first thing he needs to do is learn that defensive scheme that he's going to be in because we don't even know if he's going to be a defensive end or a linebacker. He might be that talented where in certain situations, different packages of the defense, he can play both of them. Now, but the sponsors come to him. Do you think sponsors will shy if away? If he got a marketing department or publication, or they should go to them because right. it's a lot of them think, out there that they hide also. Do you think that some sponsors will shy away or do you think – some sponsors will even more so uh, try to attract him to to their brand because of because of the situation he's in, because of what he said. And people hate to lose money. So, if, let's say for example, um, this this shoe company X um, have a have one guy that's openly gay, and and the rest of their money or network uh, brand and. Affiliation say, well, if you sponsor him, we're not we're taking our money out of your company. Right, and that, that's and exactly what I'm asking. Do you think that that's going to be prominent? It could be, but I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. But it depends on that uh, shoe company X. How how what kind of backbone they have, or like I said, most people don't want to lose money. It's all about the money and the marketing. And he should have people on his team to market that. He should be on Ellen's show. He should go on Anderson Cooper's show. He should go on all those openly gay shows. Um, out there, because there's nothing wrong when we still watch him. You just look at that person. You don't say, "Oh, that's Anderson Cooper. He's gay." He's like, Anderson Cooper. He's he's giving out a good story about what's going on in the world. Yeah, I mean, it it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, 
like say say Nike, hypothetically speaking, Nike's the first one I thought of. People and companies need to adapt and progress, right? So especially if this is the way our world is going, which is fantastic, gay rights is at the forefront. E- even if you have old school thinking, adaptation is necessary in order to flourish for many years to come. And I think that he might be, uh, him coming out might spearhead this whole movement of, we'll accept anybody if you're good at, on the field. You think the floodgates going to open because he can't I hope so. I mean, I think especially sponsorship-wise. How many players uh, and or coaches or whoever might be saying, yes, this is fine, not a problem, how many of those players, you know, are going to stand up to their word right, it's when easy it comes to, say to now. the behavior that they have in the locker room and on the field? Right. Well, well, a lot of guys, uh, as I mentioned earlier, and um, a lot of guys come from different backgrounds, so they don't, they don't know how to handle this. Uh, one of the things I would suggest if I if I can, that you oh, know, please. talk to the guy, find out who he is. If if that's something, how can you ever not know anything about something and then take a negative approach to it? So right. you find out who this guy is, let him know who you are, and then you have no more problems. We're here for one goal: that's to win games, make this a better defense, uh, win win championships, get to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not that. I'm not the guy you think I am. He you, he's not the guy you think he is. So let's we we we. We've set the wall right there. or I shouldn't say wall. We set a line right there. We know each other. We can see each other. But, you know, we have a goal. Uh, and as far as the floodgates open, if you I are. I was talking about are, sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. But if you are who you are, just, you know, come out. It's tough for people to want to be them and, and be criticized about it on a daily basis. Do you think that he has an obligation <clears throat> now to be an advocate for, for gay rights? Not at all. Not no. At all. No, not at I don't either. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't either. Yeah. But I, I was, it's just an interesting question. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think yeah, be, because be, he's a like saying, he's a pioneer yeah, in take theory. Any race, take any religion, take you know the whole thing. You know, go on down the line, and you just say, well, you know, anybody who is uniquely different from others in some way needs to be an advocate for whoever, whatever that is, and that's ridiculous. Well, but you it's know, like being a role model. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like Tiger Woods is a role model. He messed up, so a lot of people he lost a lot of popularity. This guy is a role model for a lot. Of homosexual athletes that haven't come out yet, I don't get. I don't have a problem with guys messing up, but I know this is a whole different thing. But if you, unless you consistently mess up, but I, I do like to see how you bounce back from that. You, you mentioned Tiger Woods as a role model, him having his situation. How do you bounce back from that? And then, if you want to be a role model, can kids see that you can make a mistake and come back for it? Yeah. Or can you well, not make an intentional mistake that you know you're about to make a mistake? You just hope you get away with it. Can you bounce? He can did you bounce for a long back? time. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, as far as the kids concerned, if you know. You about one of the things uh, growing up, if you have to, um, if you're about to do something that you you think is going to be wrong, and you, you think your parent or somebody is going to say something about it, then don't do it. Don't do it. I yeah. mean, I don't. I mean, I try to think about that, but I'm not 100 percent on with that. <laughs> well, um, we all have a moral compass that you know. Sometimes we listen to it, and sometimes we don't. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you feel like, especially as kids, you feel like I can get away with with it this one time and. A hundred percent of the time, you can't. And then you got to, the worst feeling is, you knew you wasn't supposed to do it, you got caught doing it, and you got to get this punishment. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Uh, That's oh, the worst. So your parents might say that. My parents say, oh, no. go well, get I, the belt. I, I got that a couple times. My but. parents say, go get the belt. Yeah. And I'm not beating clothes tonight. I got spent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> All I needed was a look from my dad that I knew he was disappointed, and that just Crushed me. You got spankings. I just got spankings. Of I got, course I did. I was I got, a bad kid. I got, you got spankings. I got whoopings. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, them different ball games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
But well, the thing too, I know the NFL. They're talking about you know having uh, adding you know the sexual preferences and those type of things to the sensitivity training that they're already doing around bullying and those types of things. So. Yeah, the NFL, NFL is going to have to do a whole lot now. They're going to have to open another branch. of. Well, they probably get it open, but they're probably hiding like they had everything else. But they're going to have to open up another branch of guys like Michael Sam, like how are we going to take care of him, make sure he's safe in the locker room, make sure there's no incident. You looked at me crazy like when I said safe. But remember the incident in Miami? Right. Yeah, we talk about said. that after because I, I want to. Well, we're going to break right now. We'll yeah. come back. We'll bring that up. Quantum Last Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio, Debra Debris Online. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time time on the voice america sports channel the talk doesn't get any hotter your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports now some of you might still be in that place if you're trying to get out just follow me Welcome back to the Kwame Lodge Sports Talk. That's usually a third segment music because that's Deborah DeBreeze music. Uh, but we, in our, we are in our last segment. We were talking uh, uh, Michael Sam and the situations that not just him opening the game, but the situations he might have to face going to the NFL. As we went off the air, I said that the NFL will have to open up some type of Oh, what, what, some type of system, or I don't system might not be the right word, but they have to do something to find out how safe can this guy be in the NFL. Uh, eliminate the nonsense that guys, ignorant guys who don't know anything about it, uh, didn't come from a, a background as such, or came from a background where they can throw um, homosexual slurs out there, and they they thought it, think it's okay. <clears throat> but I think you now have to be so sensitive to talk like that, just like you had to be sensitive to. Well, they they changed. They changed one word and now they call it an N word. And I can right. tell you why they call it the N word because when you do that, you don't you show up in court. It's not a um, it's not a uh, let me get the word right. Goodness gracious, it's not a uh, hate crime. Right. It's not a hate crime now because you said the N word. But if you say that word, it becomes a hate crime. So now what the NFL is going to have to be doing now is find a way to keep a sensitive situation 
uh, in, in locker room and make it all about football. God, people are who they are. He, he has a different preference. His job is to play football. What he do, does outside of his job doesn't affect you um, to, any, to, a, any, to a certain degree, I don't think. Uh, but so we brought up Jonathan Martin's situation. John, I saw tweets. Jonathan Martin was one of the first guys to text him. So, and there were some speculations out there about that, uh, Jonathan Martin. But and now Jonathan Martin's incognito situation. So there's a whole lot of things that the NFL has to do uh, to make locker rooms what they are supposed to be, whatever that may be, where there's no hate crimes, no racial slurs, no, no, um, no uh, homosexual slurs and nonsense like that. That's a lot of work that they have to do because these are the days and times, and I'm, whether that's right or wrong, this is where we are. And one of the things Alex asked yesterday, have we turned the corner? I don't think we turned the corner at all. I don't think we no, even got. I don't I, think so either. I don't think we even got to the corner. Well, we look at what's going on right now in, in uh, just different areas of the world that have to do with hate. I mean, we can just take across the United States. Well, look at what happened the other night at the basketball game. You know, when you've had, you've got a fan that between he and I'm guessing that was his wife. Standing next to him, Deborah, um, Deborah, Deborah. Let me ask you something real quick. Yeah, that you brought that up. Do you think he said a a, a racial slur? Because Alex, uh, and I, I'm not disagreeing with Alex, but because no nothing, you yeah. piece, you piece Here, of crap, you piece of trash, don't make me upset. But you calling me something else? Right. He's one of the most heckled players in in, in college basketball. He's, he's one, one of the, the best. best. Yeah. Well, and that's oh, yeah. That fan is one of the one of them that they've got pictures of him making all sorts of signs and calling names and doing everything else. I mean, he shouldn't even be allowed. Did you see his wife when when Smart pushed oh, him? Was, she's the one that got to me. I was. But, I me was too, Deborah. At her and say, just put a white hood over your head, lady, because that's what <laughs> you look like. Me too. She got to me when I saw that. Her reaction. It was like uh, Marcus Smart. Shot her husband, killed her husband. Absolutely. But when she was listening to all those slurs that he was making, all those negative comments, it was okay. Yeah, Legend. they they together look like they would, <laughs> you know, urge each other on in any situation to try to create something so that they could feel like you know some type of hierarchy. Um, yeah, I, when I saw her reaction, it was it was very visceral feeling I had towards her that. It was not good. Right, and th- and this isn't a first-time offense. Like, there were guys that went to Twitter. Like, John Lucas III, I don't know if he's in – I can't remember where he is now, even if he's in the league anymore, but he played at Oklahoma State. He remembers that guy. There were a couple other guys that were that play- they were good players at Oklahoma State that remember this dude. So, obviously, like, some of the things at Twitter – I think John Lucas said he said some crazy, say, crazy-ish. John Lucas III hit John Lucas uh-huh. III. Um, I know there's a second and a first, if there's a third. Go ahead. Goodness gracious. That's not necessarily true. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Children, uh, okay, children, well, <laughs> do I have to separate you? <laughs> no, Alex, go ahead, Alex. No, so it's so obviously this guy said crazy stuff before. I don't know what they meant by crazy stuff, but I mean it, it doesn't mean that he said, "Hey, you're, you're a you're a bonehead," or uh, "You don't play good basketball." As or as, whatever. as a I mean, talented not, uh, player, athlete. Um, I don't think you piece of trash, you piece of crap. That don't offend me. That don't offend me at all. But you call me something else. I might, right. I might go in the stands. Not that I got the right to, but those coward fans that hide behind the social media to come mm-hmm. to the game and think there's a wall where I can't touch you. You can say anything you want to me. You won't well, say that to me if I was walking in the street right past you. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you've got a 19-year-old kid in the middle of a game, so he's in the heat of the game. He had just, you know, fallen into the crowd, was, you know, everybody's pushing, trying to help him get up. And whatever this guy was saying to him, and I don't know if it was him or him and his wife saying to him, there was an immediate response. So it appeared as if the player was starting to get up that he would have gone just back into the game and something 
multiple things I think were said. Whether you use the N word or not, I don't know, but it was bad enough that it, you know, enraged this player. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We have about five minutes left. Let me give a shout out to uh, my friend uh, Bernard Garnier. I, I probably say that wrong because I can't read. Bernard Garnier, uh, Hilton Tucson El Conquistador Country Club. He's the food and beverage, golf sales management. We will be doing some big things in the near future. You have uh, an event coming up. I'm always got an event coming up. I just got to put it together. Oh. So, well, I'll, you know what? Yeah, I gotta, I'll, I'll be president someday. I'm just kind of putting it together. I'm the president <laughs> of a lot of things. I'm the president of me first. Me first. That's and right. Then, up yours. Yeah. me. If, if I don't take care of me, then nobody else get taken care of. So, actually, you start stretching yourself thin, which I do all the time. I put my I put a lot of people before me, and, and that it works, but it doesn't work as well as it should. So, it's, it's Kwame. It's a new year. Ain't no year. It's always Kwame. It's every year. But then, you know what? Everybody wins when it's just me. When it's, it's me it. first, everybody wins. I, if you know me, you you would know what that means. Yeah. Everybody wins around me. All right, um, Alex, what you got? Nothing. I mean, I nothing. I, I made a. I made I smell stinky eggs when you said everybody wins around me. Like I that. Even, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I just Do, don't know what that means. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, one thing I did want the Suns <clears throat> playing the Heat tonight at home, thirty and twenty. The Suns are. I think they're the seven seed. Um, I looked into their schedule in March. They go through like a six-game span. Oklahoma City, uh, the Clippers twice, Golden State, Atlanta, back-to-back. Like, they play Oklahoma City and the Clippers back-to-back nights at home. But there's going to be stretches in in March, end of February, early March, where they're going to have to make their push, and they're going to be playing really tough teams. So we're going to see what they're made of. I, I listen all around, and I read all these things in Phoenix. The people are so happy that they're 30 and 20. Yes, they're not... Twelve and eighty. I mean, I like. I understand they they're been? not there. Where they been? Right, but that doesn't mean that they are still going to make the playoffs. It's like it's like they're in first place in the Western Conference. It's, That's how people it's, are talking about it's them. growth, though. It's growth. Look what's going on with the we've we've seen the Suns. We talked about the Suns more so in a negative light uh, than we can right now. So now that they have thirty and twenty, we're still trying to find something bad to say about them. Root for these guys. You don't know how far. Rooting for somebody goes, somebody yep. who's got your back. You feel like you can do anything. That so. place is fifty percent empty. Seemingly, I know, every and night. that's a problem. Well, so the tickets are. Too, I mean, that, those are not the fans. Those are not the um, players' fault. I mean, you you think because I got this player, that player, they should sell tickets? Well, don't you got a marketing department? Fix that. Brings bring give packages. Give do packages something. Away. So like, give ten dollar ticket night or something like I that. I would get anybody and everybody in that stadium. So when we start winning, those lawyer people come get the season tickets and all that. The packages right because people don't go to games when the Lakers and Heat and Oklahoma City are here because in the nosebleeds they're sixty bucks, and then it, when they're playing the Bucks, they're eleven dollars for you. I I don't like that discrepancy. I don't like keep that it at the all. same. Make it cheaper for the big games. Keep it the same, but it's not. But we talking about somebody and their business, so we can't control that. But right. I'm no. a I'm a component of keeping it the same. Uh, televised games. Like, uh, I went to the Indiana Pacers game. That was an ESPN game. Make those tickets five bucks. Fill that stadium for the TV, for, for the national TV. Uh, I don't, I, I know it, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that it's money driven. I get you it. You said I know three times and you said I don't uh, know. It pisses me off. <laughs> Real quick, let's get out of here. Google w- it, then you'll know. <laughs> Johnny Manziel would not throw his text in. Big deal or not? He will not throw what? He Doesn't will not matter. throw his pro day on March 5th. It doesn't matter. They've got film they can watch. Right. I, 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 it's not a, to me, it's not a big deal. We've got 30 seconds left. But it's not a big deal to me because I watched the guy play football. Why do I need to see him throwing him? Here we, here we go. 
It's a pro day, which is a smaller combine. So why why do I need to see him throw? I've I've got enough game feel film on him. So to me, not a big deal. Well, not if a you're going to be a number one pick overall, potentially, maybe it is a big deal. No, it's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Down and dirty, no down and dirty today. Uh, Deborah was on location at home. Between <laughs> <laughs> MRIs and at home, yeah. Kwame oh. Lasso, the Sports Talk, Alice Clancy. Don't forget, it's the Valentine's weekend. Go to yokeclearage.com. At Clancy Corner. What you laughing at, Alex? <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Go to, De- go to clearedge.com. No, I'll, just, I'll, I'll make go sure. To my, go to my page and like my Deborah Debris page because uh, the 15th is my birthday. So right. See, it's right. my birthday gift. And don't forget uh, uh, Barter's Work. Don't forget uh, Custom Streets over the Sugar Rush. Don't forget uh, God's Garden Treasure with uh, Karen Crawford. Make sure you do the right thing as far as your Valentine, your special Valentine. Don't forget Kevin at the Improv, February 19th, Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Like the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk page on Facebook. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.